The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hello and welcome to TWIC. I'm Cody. I'll be one of your co-hosts today. Hi, I'm Lenora Faye, and I'll be your other co-host for today. So and Twix director, apparently. <laughs> yes, yeah, pushing all the buttons here. Um, so TWIC stands for This Week in Child Free, and we basically take a look at uh, articles and events and happenings in the child free community and things surrounding the child free community and discuss it just in kind of a off-the-cuff, unscripted manner. So uh, we can't be fully responsible for the things that we read or say because uh, for the most part, I haven't really pre-read a lot of these articles, really the headlines are what grabbed my attention and that's what's put them in the show. Can you imagine if we had to script this, we would never do this show. Oh my goodness, no, <laughs> it'd be impossible. Uh, so anyway, if you have an idea for a story or an article or something you want us to cover in the future, please send us an email to childfreemedia at gmail.com with the subject line TWIC, T-W-I-C, that way it jumps out to us. And uh, before we begin, just a quick shout out to StreamYard for giving us all these cool toys to play with to make this live streaming platform possible. So with that being said, we'll pull up our first little article here. And this is a play off of uh, the last one that we did where NPR um, spoke to people about the child-free lifestyle. And so this, I guess, is uh, how 20, this is a heading from NPR.org, how 20 child-free, with a hyphen, adults respond to the question, in quotes, why don't you want to have kids? And so these are people responding to um, Angela Harris was one of the people that uh, spoke about that. So um, as it mentions in the beginning of the heading here, uh, Angela Harris is a child free by choice is child free by choice and says people often make comments about her decision or want to know all the details. And in quotes, it says, I should write a book about all these comments. She says probably it, it would sell well. Angela, that, oh, that's a fantastic idea. I can go send her it. a thousand ones. <laughs> Um, if you are, if you're child free, you don't owe any, any explanation to anyone, Harris says, the founder of hashtag no bibs burps bottles, an online community for child free black women. If you don't feel like explaining, you don't explain. Uh, your life is your life. You don't feel like responding. We, we shared some of her responses to common questions about being child free in a recent interview that I just mentioned with Life Kit. Uh, and the next artist, I guess some responses from people responding to that interview. And so people are kind of giving their their two cents and their ideas on what they would say. Um, so this one person says uh, that we can't, our cats are allergic. So they can't have kids because their cats are allergic. I've heard I, that see before. That, I see that one a lot. I think yeah. it's funny. Uh, there's one that says, uh, there are many things I'm good at doing, like juggling and removing stains that I would never want to do all day and all night for the rest of my life. <laughs> an extreme stance, but we get what you're saying. Uh, let's see. I'm 68 now. And my standard line for the last couple of decades is, oh, I forgot. That's a gr I can't wait. Well, actually, I can wait, but I can't wait to be able to say that. <laughs> um, this next one is my husband and I decided not to have children long before we decided to get married. So uh, the person says, uh, you know, gay couples can have kids, too. And then their response is, we know we're, we keep trying to get pregnant, but nothing sticks. <laughs> okay, so I guess this is a, so some this is a gay man. It was, it was a gay couple, but uh, okay. they, okay. Well, it's by Nicholas, but I didn't know that in the quote here. But anyway, um, this next one is, hell, I can't even keep plants alive. <laughs> uh, another one is, children deserve someone who loves them and enjoys taking care of them, no matter the physical, mental, or financial toll, and that's why I will never have them, says this other person. Um, someone else says, I would embarrass them too much, which, I mean... I've never heard it, that one before. Well, I mean, look, looking at all of the, like, parenting TikToks where they're putting their kids on Instagram reels or whatever, I mean, there's plenty of parents embarrassing the heck out of their kids and whatever. That's a whole other story. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, this person says, I never felt the desire to be a mother. I love the freedom of 
not having children. That's fair. Mm -hmm. This person says, just because I have ovaries doesn't mean I have to use them. And let's see, I'm just going to read a couple more here. Uh, I can't imagine why you'd ask such a personal question. That's that's probably the best. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's like your your voice is going into the matrix. You're, you're starting to split. I don't I don't. It's not a connection. I don't sure why, but it's getting progressively. <laughs> I'll pull the mic in more. Let's see how that does. Is that is that better? I guess. Yeah, I you would think it'd be the opposite, but okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. I'll make some adjustments here. Partner right. tech check here. <laughs> yeah, this, this is live. So um, uh -huh. yeah, we do this. Twick live and, and then it's archived later, but feel free to join us live and add in your thoughts on these. So next topic, psychologytoday.com, the rise of the childless single in South Korea. So we're going to add some international news in here. Uh, why are young adults in South Korea opting for childless singlehood? That's a mouthful. All right. So it starts off, uh, Young adults in South Korea are increasingly avoiding marriage. Non-marital fertility is rare in South Korea, thus declining marriage rates have also resulted in a dramatic fertility decline. Hmm. Uh, by 2018, oh, by 2018, so I'm like, when was this written? Uh, it's, it's recent. Okay, so by 2018, South Korea had the lowest fertility in the world. Their total fertility rate in 2023 was 0.78. So that's less than one person. Uh, one child per person. Replacement. Or yeah, one, one child. child replacement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this means that Korean couples are averaging, averaging less than one child. Thank you, us. Um, <laughs> these demographic changes have resulted in a dramatic rise in young adults who remain single and childless. Which, uh, do they mean child free or childless? Like, okay, I guess we'll I, get into I it. Cannot, I, I can't imagine that the term child free is widely known in South Korea. That, that's Honestly. a fair point. Yeah. Um, the dramatic rise in childless singles and resulting population aging problems have been a source of grave concern for many South Koreans. Uh, why have we observed a dramatic rise in young adults in South Korea who opt into prolonged periods of childless singlehood? Um, a news article or a new article published in the Journal of Family Review and Theory in April of 23, reviews the recent empirical studies to ascertain why South Korean young adults are increasingly opting for childless singlehood, and it points to four reasons. Good, let's get into that. Uh, first, um, traditional views and postmodern attitudes about married life coexisting and uh, uh, and generate tensions. Did I read that right? Traditional views and postmodern attitudes about married life coexist and generate tensions. Okay, thank you. Um, so, so I, I mean, that that was my first thought before I, I read that part was that where where wherever you are in the world, it's starting to become known that people can choose. Like we don't necessarily get what we want all the time, but choice exists, and these traditions have been based on you do as you're told and say, and we don't live in that time anymore. I mean, it's yeah. easier for some of us than others, but that's just how things have progressed. And so, you know, like, I don't know if my grandmothers, if they lived now, would they have chosen to have kids? Who knows? But yeah. at the time that was normal. So I think, I just feel like there's such a, there's a resistance and, and um, an unwillingness to acknowledge that we don't live in those times anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a great Hello, point. America, yeah. says the Canadian. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, let's see. I'm going to dance around a little bit. Um, Confucianism dictates that individuals prioritize family needs over individual desires, kind of what you were just talking about. Young adults, particularly women, are expected to sacrifice their career advancement and other forms of self-actualization so they can meet their obligations toward family life, including caring for their aging parents and engaging in all-consuming parenthood. Be, I, yeah. Well, and you know what? I'm not a young adult anymore. I'm 40, but I st like there's still that feeling towards women my age. Mm -hmm. Which well, and, and, I'm it, sorry, that does not sound fun. It's not. It's not, not all of us are called. Everyone that's that's done that to this point, not all those people have felt called, but they didn't have a choice or didn't feel they had a choice. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, it, it, it may feel like as well, there aren't many places in the world where you can live off of one income. Right. And so you almost right. need two incomes almost everywhere. You need almost two yeah. incomes to, if you, if you're, especially if you're going to try to maintain a family with children. Right. Uh, so, um, so postmodern attitudes characterizing the second demographic transition, a place, uh, place a growing emphasis on self-actualization and, oh my goodness, eagle. Oh, egalitarianism. Thank you for that three-dollar word. Um, <laughs> let's see. This has generated an aversion towards social institutions that serve as barriers to self-actualization. So you know what? Okay, I wish that more people would start. Okay, the term "selfish" is very common here. The word that needs to be used is a term is self-actualization. I love that they put that in there because people, um of course, accused child people of being selfish. We self-actualize. Again, not that people without kids can't self-actualize, but this this has a nice yeah. spin on it. Like, because we, we do we do get to make our own decisions and create the lives that we want. And by that, I don't mean birthing, if that's yeah. what you choose not to do. But it's well, it's like, oh, it's selfish. Put, you know, put yourself second. I love this term self-actualization. I, I like to say self-aware. It's like you might say self. I, I feel like I'm self-aware. It's like you, you but, just kind of know if, if that's going to be. The yeah, path you but I go think self-actualization self actually takes it a step further uh, because you can be self-aware, but I, then you're actually doing something, right? So yeah. I'm a big fan of that term. All right. All right. Add it. Add it to the list. Um, let's just jump down a second. The high cost of rearing children is another reason why young adults are opting for childless singlehood. Uh, after the Asian financial crisis in the late 1990s, the Korean economy ceased its rapid growth. Instead, it witnessed a rise in non-standard and contract work, contributing to increases in economic uncertainty, particularly among new market entrants. So young folks getting jobs, as as we were kind of just mentioning. So yeah, finances will play a part in that. Um, oh, it talks about Confucianism again. Do we want to is this argument this is about Confucianism? Um, Confucianism dictates that children's academic excellence is the family's honor. Mm -hmm. uh, parents have the responsibility of ensuring their children's academic success. They are expected to invest enormous amount, enormous amounts of resources to ensure their children's educational success. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, you, you should educate your children. You know, but again, okay, read the next the part because if you look at the cost of that. The cost of living, I can see and mm -hmm. totally feel that going. Okay, so I would have to do this, 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 or I, yeah, making ends meet. Like th this is actually still a privileged thing. Yeah. So Korean, it says Korean parents are taking in an educational arms race to ensure that their children have a competitive edge over other children. Most children have access to private tutoring and expensive after-school programs. Large shares of Korean families are spending 20% of their household income on these programs and education centers. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's a big chunk of change. Um, third, so I'm wondering if yeah. those, okay, so I'm wondering if those individuals who were, those children who were raised, I'm I'm assuming then that those are the ones that are, that, that went through that quote unquote grueling childhood. I say this as someone that was a very young musician <laughs> and had a business at the age of 15. So I, I am, I'm, but my parents didn't push me, but I'm wondering like, or actually, no, I would think those are the people that are choosing not to have kids because they went through that as children going, okay, so now I've done all this work. I've done everything that my parents wanted me to. And now I have to turn around and I can't do it. I can't continue further. I now have to do that to my children. I'm just going to opt out and live. Uh, you yeah. know, like that's, what it sounds like now i realize that's not going to apply to everybody but i'm just kind of curious like is that sounds like some self actualization happening there yeah <laughs> exactly um third. even though it's not resulting in what people they're wanting to do but good good for you for rebelling i'm all for yeah it. uh labor market discrimination towards married women particularly mothers is another key reason that sounds interesting mm -hmm. um Korean employers assume that mothers will prioritize their parenting and domestic responsibilities. Under this assumption, they may exclude mothers from lucrative opportunities, promotions, and senior leadership positions. Women with 
ambitious career plans may forego parenting to avoid becoming part of the mommy track is what it says. Um, given the tight coupling between marriage and parenthood, this may also mean avoiding marriages. So interesting. Well, I mean, <laughs> like all you're, you're married so, and seemingly happily so, but I guess it just looks very happy. <laughs> I, okay. I, I bring this up cause I look at, um, marriage and how it's been received in general or perceived and i'm like that's not a source of happiness either but that's what we're told that we need to do right mm -hmm. so it's just these yeah um, oh, i mean it's a, a, as we always say it's that life script it's like go to school right right keep going to school and then finish school and then get a job get married have kids that's so that's, so basically people some people are angry because People have been honest about the realities of marriage and children, and mm. that's inspiring some people not to go down that road. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, with I, I don't know the exact percentages, but it's usually about a 50 percent divorce rate in America. It's like if you're on the outside looking in, some people might say, well, why take that gamble? And so and, and to that point, I think this is what I was trying to say earlier. So whatever I've said up until this point, please ignore it, because this is what I was really trying to say is that. They're, they're looking at, well, this has worked in the past. This structure, marriage and children, has worked for society. So let's continue it without taking into consideration self, without taking into consideration self-actualization and people's genuine, genu I say genuine, content, happiness and contentment. They're yeah. just saying this is how it's been done. People have just done it. Do it. Whatever. Don't, don't no worry question. about being happy. Just be a exactly. drone. Go to work. Yeah. Have kids, have lots and lots and lots of kids. It's right, because want. that's going to keep yeah. things going and really, yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, we just passed 8 billion people. Let's go for 40 billion. Why oh. stop? <laughs> anyway, all right, let's talk no. about the fourth. Uh, fourth, the, uh, the heavy demands of housework placed on women uh, may be another reason. That mm. kind of what they were talking about with the the career path. But anyway, um, due to men's declining economic fate, South Korea transitioned from single to dual earner households. Married couples increasingly depend on wives' economic contributions. Although the women's labor force participation has increased, women continue to do most of the housework. For example, a recent study found that wives who had their second child spent 420 minutes every day on housework Whereas her husband spent 63 minutes every day on housework. That's very exact. How, how much housework do you do? <laughs> I mean, I would say it's, it's 50, 50. There's some chores I'm not allowed to do because I'm okay. so slow and I, like I might fold the laundry wrong. So okay. I, I don't know. I just I, stuff everything into a drawer or I hang it up. <laughs> um, I have to do a hundred percent of the housework. So. But I'm, I'm happy to vacuum. I'm happy to clean the toilet. I don't care. Like okay. it, it doesn't bother me. Um, By the way, I do 100% of the housework because I live alone. So that's true. <laughs> Unless your plants start to pull their weight. Uh, um, if that happens, we got issues. <laughs> all right. Issues. This next article is from uh, newsfulonline.com. That's N E W S F U L online.com. It says, uh, Woman shares cruel things people say to her as a childless. 42-year-old, uh, in quotes, you failed at life. Uh, she brushes off the backlash Ugh. for not having kids and shows how much she loves her life. Lenora, I'm going to let you take this one on. I feel like this is this is my entire Instagram experience today. <laughs> Does it say, um, it, 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 no, says but it's, it, it says childless, childless and then here it says it gets, child free. So yeah, headings. Well, because they're probably not allowed to say child free in the headline. So a 42 year old Manhattan woman is celebrating the fact that she doesn't have kids and is rather vocal about loving her child free life, child dashed free life. But others are denouncing her lifestyle choice. Ooh, shocker. And have plenty to say about the matter. Also a shocker. Natalie Bright also is known for addressing motherhood and ageism on with her Oh, why can't I say numbers? 118,000 118, TikTok followers. And according to the full-time content creator, when people find out her age and the fact that she doesn't have kids, other women don't want to be friends with her. But that's not stopping Bright from dancing in the face of her critics and enjoying life. The influencer... Uh, it was scroll. Oh, you scrolled down too fast. Well, I wanted to read that. Oh, okay. oh, it's the same thing. Never mind. Remove photosensitive videos what oh okay sorry 
Sorry, if you're watching, uh, the, if you're doing a podcast, you have to watch the video. We're scrolling we, through stuff. We scroll through the screen. Sometimes we go yes. over images. And, and, and I'm super close to my computer right now, so I can see this. Um, okay, Bright is opening up about the cruel comment she's endured about being childless, <laughs> child-free. Um, she posts a TikTok a, a few days ago. She posted a TikTok a few days ago revealing things people have told her about not wanting kids. They say, it's not too late, you'll regret it, or your marriage will fail without kids. My life has true meaning has true meaning after having kids. So those are some of the comments. She also got called a future crazy cat lady, but that's not all. According to the influencer, people have said to her the following: Who's gonna take care of you when you're 70? You don't know true love until you give until you give birth. You will die alone and you failed at life. You know, it's funny because so many of us are so used to these comments. It's like, why are you making an article about this? This is normal. But people don't understand. And and this yeah. is actually important to have articles like this. Well, I like what it says. Who's going to take care of Like at 70, like you can run marathons. Like, yeah. like what do you mean? Who's going to take okay. care of you at 70? To that, to that point. Now, this, so I had lunch with my former boss today. She's 80 years old. Now, granted, she has children, but they have their own lives. Like one lives in Switzerland and... Her and her husband, who is 83, I believe, they live in their house. They're going to die in their house. They have another house at the, a ranch outside of the city. They like she does mostly to take care of him, but she she goes to the gym. Like I said, she's 80 years old. She's out to lunch with me. We're I'm 40. She's got her friend. She's she goes and works out three times a week. Like, and I say to her, you know, she was up at 1:30 in the morning watching the King's Coronation and we were texting back and forth like a couple of weeks ago. I have friends who are older. But but the whole point is like I I like hanging out with her because she's double my age and she is still interested in life. She's completely mobile. She's driving. She doesn't need anyone to look after her. And like I said, she's not child-free, but she's she also doesn't rely on her children. In fact, they still rely on her for grandkids stuff. So that's this whole stupid idea. I mean, look, not everyone ha has mobility is mobile or able to to live that way at 80. But it's this you just assume everyone's going to have an awful life after the age of 65. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it, it sounds like a response silly. is like, why are you so pessimistic about getting old? Like, right. Why <laughs> well, and then you know why they had kids is because they're going to be living that life. Could be, and that's always a great follow up kind of question them. it's yeah. like well is that why you had kids and yeah. then they're like oh no i did it for oh, yeah. the joy of whatever it's like well that's not what you're telling me so exactly and then they go <laughs> they go well i don't care if people have kids or not well clearly you do because you're saying these comments yeah. okay so continuing on she says or in another viral video posted in january bright shared that people have not pursued friendships with her because she doesn't have kids well, that's weird Girls don't want to be my friend when they find out, she wrote over a video of herself dancing on the sidewalk in New York City. That I'm 41, she added. Oh, okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> that was a little awkward. Let me say yeah. that again. Girls don't want to be my friend when they find out that I'm 41. All right. And doesn't have children, which I guess and doesn't have children. Yeah. Many TikTokers jumped to her defense. I feel like we've had this article before. Maybe it was somebody else on TikTok. Same same idea. Anyway, mm -hmm. many TikTokers jumped to her defense and left encouraging comments and offered advice. I would love to be your friend, wrote one. Another commenter wrote, girl, I'm 35 and the same happened to me. A lot of my friends are 22 to 29 right now. Just make friends and don't make age a thing. Someone else added, you need to make friends with women in their 50s because their kids are older and some even moved out. Yeah, but then they start having kids, and then you're back in the grandparent thing. Um, why do I feel like we've talked about this? <laughs> we may have, but a lot of them sound the same. I mean, it's it, it, they do sound the same. But, okay, and, and again, that's kind of the point of doing Twick um, this week in Child Free and talking about these articles because it's amazing how there is such a a small number of topics spread so right. thinly. <laughs> That's Sorry. a really good point. Yeah. Okay. So we're 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 doing the industry a favor. You need more. You need a broader conversation here. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Bright has been taking on ages the ageism issue and the no kids topic for a while, but doesn't believe it's talked about enough. True. Um. People just have a lot of opinions because uh, about this because it's not really openly discussed. Bright told Insider. That's the article we probably quoted. It might be an insider. Yeah. Neutral just ripped it off. Useful in line. Oh, uh, what are you doing? It's a sensitive subject, she added. The way I see it, 
is happiness is what you make it. I want people to know that life without kids can still be fulfilling and happy. The influencer also noted that she, noted that she is owner of a bulldog, which means she's actually a mom. She joked. She joked. I take offense to that as a child or as a pet-free person because I would not <laughs> want to be called a mom for anything. Anyway, okay. I feel like it's actually the most pure form of love and happiness. And, okay, so I know we have child-free sister in the audience who is a proud dog owner. I'm not going to say dog mom, but she might be. <laughs> so, okay, don't yell at me. Um, We, we have some audience. We, we have a, a lively chat today. We should probably go to that. Anyway. Is this the same article? Uh, it is, yeah. Okay. So, um, it says many people don't want kids for financial reasons. And then, oh, this is maybe just some points. So according to a 2021 study from the Pew Research Center, more people are steering away from having kids. The study finds that a ri rising share of U.S. adults who are not already parents say they are unlikely to ever have children. And the reasons range from just not wanting to have kids to concerns about climate change and the environment. The data shows that some 44% of non-parents aged 18 to 49 say it is uh, it is not too or not at all likely that they will have children someday. An increase of 7% from 37 points. You said the same thing in a 2018 survey. Meanwhile, 74% of adults younger than 50 who are already parents say they are unlikely to have more kids virtually unchanged since 2018. Well, a and lot again, of numbers I, and figures, but yes, well, that should make you excited because you like that sort of thing. But do, also but... too, considering what's happened since 2018, we've had like a pandemic, which some countries, including this country of Canada actually acknowledged. Well, <laughs> I like to pick on the U S with the, with the <laughs> stats again, it is to me, this shines a glaring light on the fact that they're not using the term child free, which you should U using a, a, a range of questioning of uh, not wanting to have kids, uh, but not, or not likely at all. Like just using vague terms, just straight up say child free. Like, but I, I, I still don't think they know about it. Like the term, like people don't. Okay. Can I insert a story here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I was probably going to anyway, but <laughs> just be late and ask. So again, there was a, it was a very active day on, on my child free blog, Instagram. And I received a comment that I responded to because it wasn't necessarily a troll comment, but it wasn't a, a seemingly supportive comment. So I, I responded, got a reply back and there was a little more clarity. And this person is, I think childless by circumstance and was supporting women who didn't want to have children and so I did clarify, like child-free term, what we you how we define it, which is mm -hmm. choosing to not have kids or don't want to have kids. Childless as doesn't have kids for X Y Z reasons, or may or may want children in the future. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just seems like it's childless is just is just the known term. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's like we we're in this all the time, so. Again, it's like, why aren't you using child-free? It's just that people don't know. Chelsea Handler still uses childless. Although mm -hmm. she does have a t-shirt that says child-free on one of her. It's child-free, I think, is one of the t-shirts says on mm -hmm. her merch shop. But it's just that term is not known enough, which is, you know, why we have to really promote child-free media and child-free convention everywhere. That's right. <laughs> because then people start to go, oh, that's an actual term. But then also, too, remember, people take offense. Even child-free people or people without kids take offense to the term child-free. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not it's it's not, it's not for everybody, but press really does not like it. I know. I mean, and, and whatever for the soapbox. It's not really a term that we like either, but it's the one that just happens to kind of – it just it, – It's uh, the one that people who actually identify as child-free, when they hear it, they'll know it. Mm -hmm. They'll go, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, let's, let's move on from this article since we may have done it before in the past. Um, so this is a different one, I believe. See, says, no, this, this is a misuse of the term. Oh, wait, this, is, this is insider. This might be the same story, but it's oh. a different age. So maybe not. Different age. So no, probably. So insider.com, it says, I never had the urge to have kids. Now I'm 47, childless and happy, which I think that's not the right term either. So we'll find out once I get there. Um, now let's say childless again. So. Um, whenever the topic of childless people comes up in conversation, I am asked as invariably 
as I invariably am, why I don't have children. The auto reply in my head is pulled directly from the vast archives of my brain where episodes of Sex in the City are stored. Perhaps <laughs> it's a bit flippant to invoke. I don't know what that means. Sex in the City. That's the Oh, thank you. Uh, sorry, I don't, I've never watched an episode. Come um, on, Cody. You're missing um, out on so much uh, here. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll let you read the article then because they might have more references. Than I won't know <laughs> yeah, they go on the character. Yes. Yeah. You can't talk about this. You don't okay. know what they're talking about. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll reread re what you said. Perhaps it's a bit flippant to invoke sex in the city when there are, of course, more serious arguments to consider involving the patriarchy or feminism or capitalism. But I can't help that my mind just flits there when the subject arises, which is why it was important to incorporate child-free characters. By the way, anyone in our audience, uh, we've got some friends in the audience. Any of you watch Sex in the City? Did you Do you remember if they used the term childless or child-free? Because we had Carrie Bradshaw, and of course we had Samantha Jones. See, this is Cody, why I need to do this article at night. <laughs> He's gonna go have a nap now. So th this, do you guys, do any of you remember how, how they phrased it? Did they use any of those terms? I doubt they used child-free because this show has been off the air for a while. So and this was like 2006, like nine, late nineties to mid two thousands. So if any, if you, any of the audience remember what terms they used, um, okay. Back to the article. It says in this particular episode, 38 year old Carrie is asked by her new boyfriend, the Russian. Oh, and that was played by Mikhail Baryshnikov. Anyway, if <laughs> if she has ever thought about having children, sheepishly eyes cast downward, she replied in her trademark stammer, uh, "Oh, um, I've al already always thought that I might. I just haven't gotten around to it yet." I remember watching that when I was the same that same age and thinking, "Same, Carrie, same." Now at forty-seven, my body and my brain are at odds with one another. It doesn't seem possible that biologically I am likely unable to have. A child. It doesn't seem possible that biologically I am likely unable to have a child. Okay. At least the very old fashioned way. And very maybe deep down, there is a version of me that still believes I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Magical thinking aside, the reality is that I am accidentally childless and I'm actually perfectly happy about it. Interesting. Accidentally childless. Okay. Mm. Yeah, um, that is interesting, yeah. Having children was not in my mind. I never feel bereft or un unfulfilled. And any of those other emotions women are warned will come to haunt our middle age if we don't have children. If there is a sliding doors version of my life, which was also a movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way. <laughs> uh, I don't think I saw it. I, anyway, where I, I have not seen it either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where I am pushing a stroller, I can't see it now, even if I squint. Okay. I like it when sometimes I can use like my random pop culture references, <laughs> just this stuff. I can't truthfully say that the thought of having children never crossed my mind at all because throughout my 20s, there always loomed the specter of inevitable motherhood. And I mean, that's a good point because it's, you know, you're just, I wasn't, I was 22 when I realized, oh, I had a choice. I just thought it had mm -hmm. to happen. Yeah. So, but I, I don't, I don't consider that, that that's not a choice. That's not, that doesn't make you less child free. If you're, if anyone's watching mm. this or listening to this and is in their early twenties and just has thought it's going to happen, you like that still counts as being child free. Like you may just not want to have children, but you just didn't really think that you had a choice in the matter. I think that's quite common. Anyway, the article continues. I consider that now to I consider that now to be a vague assumption I held simply because I was a product of a certain generation. Yeah. That having children one day was something people just did rather than an actual fully formed opinion on the matter, which I think explains most of the comments on social media, to be honest. Yeah. And truthfully, back then, it was quite the opposite. Any time spent thinking about babies was taken up by figuring out how not to have one. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the, only, to, that's the only reason why it ever came up. It's like, how do I not have one? Um, I'm going to scroll to the bottom here and to see if there's... Oh, she, she mentions more characters. We have to get to that we'll, part. We'll get uh, to that. Because of the particular... Oh, be, because of the peculiar fascination with women who chose to remain childless, sometimes I would answer with the, an empathetic no whenever I was asked the question. Maybe yeah, because I would question. rather... 
Sorry. That's the downside of scrolling ahead. Um, oh, oh, that's it. Okay, this is an interesting one. Okay, scratch what I just said there. Um, I don't know for sure if my life would have been more fulfilling with kids than the one I already have, but I do know for certain that I would not have been able to live the life I did and still do under the constraints and responsibilities of motherhood. Because of the peculiar fascination with women who chose to remain childless, sometimes I would answer with an empathetic no whenever I was asked the question, I'm assuming, do you want kids or have kids? Maybe because I would rather be seen as a proud feminist who wore her childlessness like a badge of honor rather than an irresponsible woman who let the clock run out on one of life's most important decisions. Internal sexism would leave me questioning myself, thinking, what kind of woman am I if I didn't care whether or not I had children? Um, an honest one? Uh, I swear that was just my thought. <laughs> I need only to return to that vast archive in my brain for the answer. As Carrie Bradshaw bemoans her plight of the possibility of a childless future over cocktails, of course, Samantha Jones replies, there are lots of fabulous things in life that don't include a baby. What would that be like? Yay, Samantha Jones. Let's see if anyone answered my question in the in the audience there. Um, <laughs> v says accidentally childless. What does that mean? LOL. <laughs> um, and Casey says in the audience, oh, actually, I'm going to pull this up since it's easier to read for those of you who are watching. I grew up with an aunt who was mostly single and never had kids. I asked her recently for the first time if she wanted them. She was so very neutral about it and said it just never happened. Thanks for that. I think, I mean, it, it would be really curious, you know, over time with the opportunity to see how many people made the decision specifically or just it naturally played out that way. Um, and what 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 does the child-free community think of it when it naturally plays out that way? Because there are people that say it was never a choice. It's just, it just felt like it just never happened. Is that well, like that's what I think the article said accidentally right. childless. Like this kind of went okay. through life and it's like, there well, life go, just happened. Right. It, life happened on them and they just kind of forgot to have kids. Like here's an, okay. Here's a, here's a follow-up to what Casey shared. She says, so the referring to her aunt in the last comment, she married in her, in her forties to a man who had grown children. And now she's a grandma who was never a mother. Okay, so this is really interesting. And, and this is kind of a side note is because my dad remarried a child free by choice woman after our mom died, our mom mom died. And I don't, we don't call her our stepmother. I suppose society would call her a stepmom, but we don't refer to her as a stepmother because, you know, we were grown up by the time my dad remarried. And my dad has two grandkids. Not, they're not for me, obviously, uh, <laughs> my brother. And they don't call her grandma because I know that their biological grandmother has passed away. They call her by her first name. And I I don't like that society would label her as a grandmother or label her as a stepmom because she's not. I mean, sometimes I refer to them as like my parental units. But, you know, my the parent is my dad, not her. But he she's an extension of like their, their lives are together. We, you know, so it, it gets kind of tricky. But I personally do not like the automatic assignment of step parent and grandmother. Mm -hmm. but i guess that's up to the individual thing so casey what what does your aunt think like how, does she, is she called grandma like how does that work i i feel like i want to sometime have a big discussion about that with quote-unquote step parents because personally i would not like that like kamala harris your guys' vp didn't have biological kids mm -hmm. but has stepchildren so you know, and, and this is a big thing when people child perfect like but, but, but on purpose child free people have her her nickname is Mamala. Right. So she's she's yeah. she's embraced that. Whereas yeah. I know child for people who do have partners with children, but they want nothing to do with any of those names. But society yeah. would still label them as such. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just if you find an article on that, bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. Um this next one is from WUNC.org. The heading is No Baby on Board, Perspectives on Child-Free Life. Okay. Um, all right. So let's scroll here. Um, experiencing parenting is often an assumed default for a fulfilled life, but more and more people are choosing to be child-free, fighting stigma, and finding happiness in, a, in that choice. Um, so again, this is the Pew Research talking about 44% of childless adults between 18 and 49 
say they are not too likely or not at all likely to have children. So that, again, it's so vague, but whatever. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, to, to me, then this is child free, not childless because they're referring to. Oh, wait a second. Wait a sec. Let me actually absorb what you said about 44% of. Child, so, so there, there's your answer, which ones are, yeah. So the 44% is child free. <clears throat> the I mean, other percentage of that group is childless. There's your me, the, Well, to me, like whenever it's used in, in research terms, childless means don't have kids right now. Like you do not have any well, biological children, which I, I, I understand that. But then they're, they're saying that they're not you know, going likely, forward. They're not likely at all. Okay. So 44, so 44%. Not even forty four percent are are child free. That yeah, not, part of yeah, that it's a percent of a percent of the forty four. Yeah, yeah. And the rest long story short, they're saying oh. it's grown uh, from thirty seven percent in twenty eighteen. Anyway, uh, uh, let's see, they just don't want any. Well, not necessarily. They're not likely, or not at all likely, to have children. Not that they don't. <laughs> we want really any. have to nitpick this, on this show. <laughs> this, as I highlighted on the screen, would give us a definitive answer right, if they're child free right, or not, and this right. would be a totally different number. Would not be forty four percent. Anyway, um, host Anita Rao, R-A-O, Rao, yeah. however that might go. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Anita. Uh, talks with three women about their decision to choose a child-free life. Is that the 44% common, three people? Okay. Maybe, and common questions and misconceptions they come up against. Um, uh, oh, boy. Uh, Samita, mm, not going there. I, um Hey, Samita, uh, a writer and former executive editor of Team Vogue, Yura Rex, a quality assurance representative, and Sarah. De I, I would say just say their say their hey, initials. Hey, say, Sarah. Say Sarah D. All right. D. Yeah, let's just make uh, it easy. A certified holistic nutritionist. Uh, Anita also speaks with uh, Merle, Merle B. Uh, Merle B. A parenting. A parenting decision-making coach and psychotherapist about strategies and tactics she gives people who are on the fence about becoming parents or staying child-free. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I've never heard of Meryl. I think you would think I would know who about Meryl. Is she on social media? I don't okay. know. Meryl, reach out to us. Um, yes. So let's see. Uh, kid or no kid strategies for parenting decision-making. Uh, if you're on the fence about parenting and struggling with making a decision, here are some tactics that coach and psychotherapist Merrill uh, employs in her practice. Stealing from the other choice. Say you're, other, okay. yeah, say you're leaning towards a child-free life, but you love reading with young kids and worry about missing out on that. Connect with loved ones who are having kids and get actively involved in their lives. Volunteer at a local school or library. Structure your life to include the things you feel you'd miss out on. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see. The chair technique. Set up two chairs. Okay. All right. Set up two chairs, each one representing a side of the argument and debate with yourself. Uh, an extra tip for Meryl, don't let them be polite. Really argue it out, and one voice will grow, will start to grow stronger. The other voice will clue you in on doubts you have and what you need to steal from the other choice to feel satisfied. I mean, I don't I almost wonder if you're whatever this maybe this is the child-free person in me, but if you start talking about doubts, then the child-free side would probably win because like it can be terrifying. Parents will tell you it's terrifying to be a parent. So it's as a child-free well, yeah, person. Yeah, you're worried all the time. I mean, there's just like okay, being a parent is full of doubts. <laughs> so I just, anyway, yeah, okay. Journal with different inks. Uh, similar to the chair technique, write out your thoughts on the decision, but use different ink for either side of the argument. Watch as your thoughts evolve over time. One color grows more dominant in the journal on the topic. Is that and the whole thing? Was that even what this way, was about? Way, Where did this it, come from? And, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a plug here. If they okay. need a journal to write in, go to childfreejournals.com, um, created by myself. And you will have a journal that kind of gives you space <laughs> to talk about whether or not you want to be child-free or not. So I don't know if that's uh, that's the no-brainable perspectives on child-free life. I, I, I didn't get anything oh, wait from a there. Sec, wait a sec, though. This is this is actually a list. Oh, it has an article. Oh, okay. It's no, a podcast. It's a podcast. Well, what the heck was this we were just listening to? I don't know what this to? was about. Reading. All right, anyway. 
Sorry. This Next is, this topic. This is how the show rolls. We, we don't just, know what we're talking we do about. things. All right. So here for oh, the Canadians. Uh, this is from MSN.com. Why some young Canadians are choosing the Dink Life, D-I-N-K, Dink Lifestyle. Uh, I'll, you take this one, Lenora. Since these are your Let's people. see if I know these people because there's only three of us Canadians in this country. So. <laughs> Sovereign Norris. No, I do not do not know her. Sovereign Norris and her partner do not want to have kids. Economy-wise, nat- nature-wise, with everything going on as pandemics and the world as pandemics and the world issues, I decided that I didn't want to bring child a child into this world, said Norris. I have kind of always known I wanted to be child-free, and when I met my partner, he felt the same way. Instead, the Vancouver-based couple adopted a guinea pig and are saving up for a dog. Look, if they live in Vancouver, yeah, it's it's easier to be child-free in Vancouver. Vancouver's freaking expensive. I love Vancouver. Um, but good choice. The two are choosing to spend their money on basic, basic expenses and things like travel and dining out while putting the rest aside for investments and saving. The Generation Z couple are among many Canadians embracing the dual income, no kids, uh, dink lifestyle. A term coined in the... Your cursor's in the, the mouse is in the way. 1980s. 1980s. Oh, yeah. why is? Oh, that's my mouse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm way over here. Wait. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm tired. And is making a resurgence as a result of economic, economic and societal conditions. Well, it's 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 becoming a thing again because childhood people are speaking out. Anyway, uh, dinks have more dis- have more disposable income compared to couples who live together and spend their money on raising children. In Not Canada, necessarily why, true. Exactly. I mean, that's a pretty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, just just a real to jump into this real quick because I'm in some Facebook dink groups and there has has been kind of a growing discussion: is does dink inherently mean child free? Right, because you've brought this to my attention with, well, we won't say the name of the podcast, but yeah, that's correct. Because I've heard retired couples reference that time in their lives, but they knew they were going to have kids. Although, well, I mean, this particular article, they know they don't they don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. But it's just an aside, I guess, topic. Of, yeah, of, no, of it's, the it's, term it's true. It's, it's something that we as a child free like to claim, but it might not be a term we have exclusivity on. Right. And that's, that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of child-free people. Yeah, it's like claiming Jennifer Aniston as a child-free icon when, in fact, uh-huh. she actually have kids. Anyway, that's a whole other panel for this upcoming child-free convention. Join us for building up a child-free icon at the 2023 yes. child-free convention. Stream live <laughs> on July 29th and 30th. We have so many things we could actually plug all the way through this show. <laughs> um, all right, there we are. where we are here. Where are we here? In Canada, and most estimate... What? Most estimates oh, peg oh, the average cost sorry. of raising a Good child each year word. until the age of 18 in the ranges of 10000 to 15000 Is that in uh, Canadian dollars? Yeah. <laughs> that's very I, cheap. I, I guess so. It says in Canada. So, yeah, what's we'll, we'll, that's... Uh, but that's this is an lo- American... Well, okay. I don't know that's, if it's American. That's in, that's in Looney's or the Charles, whatever you're calling your bill now. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, we don't have bills. Canadians... By the way, this here's some... Stuff for you people who don't know anything about Canadian money. We don't have $1 bills or $2 bills. We have a $1 coin and a $2 coin. Did you guys know that? Um, <laughs> I know you did because I sent you a photo one time. Um, anyway. Currency. All right. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, King Charles now has to be on some of them. I don't know which. Well, he'll be on the coins for sure. Um, the price tag, a price tag that many young adults can't or simply don't want to bear. So what's that? Ten to $15,000 a year. It seems awfully cheap. It seems cheap. Is that? I mean, the Canadian. I don't know the exchange. I say, where where in Canada? Like, it, that's not that can't. I think in the U.S. I think it's like it's somewhere around eighteen thousand U.S. dollars. I think. And feel free to correct me in the uh, the comments. That seems awfully low. I mean, maybe if they live in like the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, but. Okay, anyway, uh, for Norris and her partner, the main draws of the Dink lifestyle are the financial and personal freedom that come along with it. I mean, yeah, that's. Those are huge. In Vancouver, we live downtown, but we also go to a nearby island. I love that island. And stay at, uh, we, go, we can go to an Airbnb and we can invest and not feel like we're behind in life. We, in general, don't ever want kids because we have just fallen in love with this lifestyle. Hold on. Right, right. I just want to go back to this real quick. They feel they don't feel like they're behind in life. And I feel like that's an understated statement because so many people tell child-free folks, 
you know, again, like who's to take care of when you're older, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm uh, coming into my mid forties. I don't feel like I'm behind in life in that regard either. I feel like life is awesome. And it's, I think it's hard for people to understand how mm-hmm. my life can be so fulfilling to me and not have a child being raised in it. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw something else in here, which is going to not is going to kind of be the opposite of what you said, because we were talking about like we, we have a, an upcoming panel for child convention, child with disabilities. And there's and, and this is kind of what we wanted, what we're doing with child free convention is there there is this um romanticized version of what a child free lifestyle is and not to knock because, you know, I too really do enjoy my life. And then there are people that are child free that don't get to live the the, the seemingly free life that it, that some of us do present or that's largely presented as like it's there's so much there's a lot of nuances to living like to not having kids and some do choose that life because they are dealing with a lot of extra things mm-hmm. and having a child on top of those extra things just does not work. Um, so. Yeah. The thing with these articles is, is like people read it and it looks superficial. This is not superficial because, you know, we all have different reasons. We just to not have kids and some of our lives seemingly go swimming. Everyone has got problems, but like, Uh, you know, it's just there's a lot of fluff in these things. And and, and like, look, I'm all about celebrating because what we do is to celebrate living child free, but also recognizing that there are a lot of people that don't have they are child free, but they don't have that same level of freedom. And the struggle is real. Like exactly. not everybody, like there's, there's there are, there are the child free people that are paycheck to paycheck. You know, there totally. are, it's, you know, totally. they're, they're not living in Vancouver and Airbnb on the Island. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, hope, wondering how they're going to make rent next week. So or, or um, they are in Vancouver still feeling that way because Vancouver's freaking <laughs> Well, um, so I mean, yeah, to people who write these articles, like I would love to see more articles about that. Like we just don't, we don't, just need child-free flexing like happening in the right. articles. All I the mean, time. And, and child-free on our budget, that panel that we did la- at last year's convention, you know, highlighted yeah. that. Well, well, I mean, brainstorming here, with that being said, child-free media, one of the reasons we exist is to give people a voice. If you're out there, if you're child-free mm-hmm. and you're on a budget and you're willing to talk about it and have a podcast, hit us up. We'll give you the space to speak your mind, talk exactly. about your life, yeah. your, the challenges, mm-hmm. you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, yeah. let's talk about it. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I, that, that's the thing. Like we don't have, I mean, anyone that's ever contacted me wanting to talk about child free has wanted to talk about the the fine fluffy aspect of it, which again, it's good to celebrate. We do need to celebrate this because people are living happy, fulfilled lives. And at the same time, people struggle and it's not because they don't have kids. I mean, you know, there, there's a wide range of stories in living the child free life, but anyway, this is where we're at right now. So <laughs> Um, let's, okay, let's Don Kerr. On this one. Let's, let's see okay. if there's anything. This is a long article, it looks like. No, it's not. Talking, mm-hmm. about, um, talking about goals, financial goals, which are good. Again, this this is relevant to people with kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's start here. So, um, As for people who chose who choose to be dinks, whoever this person is, someone, someone <laughs> I'm going to say financial planner. <laughs> that, Okay. Uh, this financial planner recommends recommended having an open conversation about how you and your partner plan to manage your finances. Well, this goes for every couple, not just yeah. Thanks, honestly. Is it according to your income ratio? Are you going to split everything? Is the partner that has a larger income going to take a bigger part of the expenses or savings? She said, "It's got it's got to be for today's budget, but also for your long term goals and plans." Norris offered similar advice for those considering the Dink lifestyle. It's really important to have transparent talks, transparent talks about your finance, about what your financial goals are. It's tempting to be like, oh, I have all this extra money. I'm going to go on trips, do that, but also budget accordingly. And again, also too, you know what? Actually, in your in the in the Dink groups that you uh, are in, are there couples that are living paycheck to paycheck? Like, do people talk about that? There are, but I think they're drowned out by all the flexing. Like people that are going okay. on trips or just, just got their condo or their house or whatever right. it might be. Um, right. But they're, they're having people that have kind of spoken up about that. It's like, it'd be nice to see, you know, um, and I would agree with this. It'd be nice to see, like, what are you doing with your time? Are you volunteering? Like, you know, what, 
what, what's something besides buying something are you doing with, you know, your child-free life? Right. And, um, yeah, it'd be great to see those. Um, so is that, I mean, it, it's, it's really interesting because there, there are so many places online where you can join different groups and talk about things and, and flex, whatever. Again, it's good to celebrate. It's good to celebrate your wins and stuff. But I'm I'm curious to know to think. I mean, this is what we're doing with Child Free Convention and with Child Free Media. But I wonder if if more online spaces are going to allow space for the other side to be talked about. Meaning, yes, we are child free. We're happy. We're child free. But we're also struggling with whether it's finances, whether it's disabilities, whether it's whatever else. You know, I I don't know if how many spaces are open to that. We are yeah. here, but you know, like yeah. in general, like your, your average Facebook group, is that something that's encouraged? And I mean, it's, it's a lot because people don't necessarily want to be inundated, but as a community, I think it's really important to allow spaces, allow for those conversations to be had. Like, honestly, because, yeah. you know, I, I remember one time, this was when we were still doing morning chat or like the original morning chat on clubhouse. Um, some of us were, tra- and I, I was part of this, so I'm, I'm not going to say I was guilty, but I was part of this conversation. This is when I was traveling a lot last year. We were talking, some of us were talking about our upcoming trips and just kind of experiences. And there was one uh, girl in the audience who had done a trip, but it went awful. Uh, it was during COVID and she ended up having to spend all of her, the money that she had because she was quarantined. Like it was just a disaster. And it was taking her a very long time to recover from that. And she left a comment that was, and I totally get where she was coming from, but I never saw her again in that group. And I never saw her online on Facebook. Cause I know she was, oh, always no. where are you? <laughs> but, but she was like, this whole conversation just reminded me how broke I was. And, yeah. and she had shared with us like weeks, weeks prior to that about what she had gone through. And it was, it was kind of a, it was a tough story to listen to. And so I get where she would totally understand and, and, and get where, you know, when you are watching people or listening to people celebrate what they're excited for and you're in a position where it's just not the case, you're yeah. completely opposite. It is yeah. hard without or it, feel, or it feels like that's all this talked about in that group. And it's yeah, like, exactly. do I belong in this group? Right. You know, by name you do, but by by life, yeah. you don't feel like you do. Like so, well, and talking about what they said about feeling behind. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing when ch- child free people are gathering together because i think i don't know if jen's still uh, in the chat but she is referenced before like groups she'd been in and at the time you know it was a lot of people who were really well to do and she wasn't in that position yet and so wow. that's the thing like when people say that they're child free or presenting a lifestyle do other do child people feel do child free people feel like they have to live up to a certain standard of what child free living is or is implied right like it's you know i i think there is that I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say there is that pressure, but I'm I would hope not. Uh, like no. to me, there's like the only obligation you have in child free lifestyle is just to be child free. Like that's right. Right. <laughs> but but when you have articles like this, I mean, it's first of all, yeah. they are these articles are important because at least it's acknowledging that this is happening and mm-hmm. that it's possible. And I believe in looking at what's out there that's beyond how I'm living because that's a possibility. I'm a person that goes after possibilities like in uh-huh. the biggest way, which is why child for me exists. You know, like I believe in visions and 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 pursuing things that that I really believe in. At the same time, it can it can be disheartening for people who are not there yet or feel like don't even feel like it's possible for them. So, you know, I'm just I would, I would hope they would inspire people, but not, a, not everyone sees it that way. And so yeah. these articles are good, but also to, yeah, to highlight that there's, there's other, other ways that child people live that may not be permanent ways, but it might be at the same time. So anyway, yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement for all of these conversations. Let's try to squeak in another article here. So this is yourtango.com. This is child free with a hyphen woman embraces life after her relationship ended because she didn't want kids. And in quotes, mm-hmm. I had no idea what my life would look like. That's is, a uh, big topic. Yeah. So this is the individual. If you can see the video, if you're podcasting, let's go see the video. Um, so this is uh, Jackie Dives. I guess that's her name. Jackie Dives mm-hmm. is a photojournalist, an artist, and a solo traveler. She's also child-free with a hyphen. Uh, a title that she overtly claims in her life and her social media presence. 
good for you, Jackie. Jackie made a stitch video with someone who asked, tell me what your life is like now. Okay. And uh, stated in her caption, women are shown one way to live their life because entertainment media never features child-free narratives, which is way too true. Um, uh, as a child-free woman, Jackie's long-term relationship ended as a result of her choice. And at the time, she couldn't envision how her life would unfold. Um, Jackie explains that she often gets called out on TikTok for saying, this is how a child-free person does XYZ, or this is a day in the life of a child-free person because people are like, in quotes, why do you need to put in there that you're child-free? What difference does it make? Um, <laughs> and the reason I do is because I want women like the person who I'm stitching to see what a life without children can look like. Yeah, it's a, it's a valid point. Like that wraps up those two statements together. There's not enough narrative out there. And so it's good to put forth what your life is like, whether it's awesome, whether it's average, whether mm -hmm. it's struggling, like it, it's a, you know, just to let them know there. I think comments like that, like, why do you need to put that in there that you're child free? Because I feel like the person who makes that statement is assuming that while that's only a temporary phase, you are going to have kids one day. Mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like that that's the motive for saying that, whether they it's intentional or not. Yeah. It, it just feels like an ignorant statement going, well, yeah, we were all child free once and then we all had kids. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. Well, and, and like to the person that made that comment, it's almost like, well, do you go to people that are saying I'm a proud mother or father of XYZ number of kids. Like do you, mm -hmm. do you say, why do you need to bring that up? I would guess they right. don't. <laughs> so. Well, no, but normally their lives are based around what their kids are doing. Therefore yeah. their kids are always part of their videos. I'd assume. So. so let's see. It says uh, I'm 39 and a child free. She said proudly, uh, my experience of being child free is uh, it, of being child free was that when my partner decided he wanted to have children, did you just lose my screen and me? You, you, you've been, you're really sticky, but I In still see out. you. Darn it. Technical difficulties. Um, uh, my experience of being child free is when uh, my partner decided he wanted to have children. We've been together. We've been together for five years and he actually left our relationship. So I had decided very, very sure that I was willing to let my partner go in exchange for living a child free lifestyle. Um, oh. so let's see, uh, I really loved my partner a lot and a lot of people were telling me that it was crazy to let him go and not just have a baby with him. Oh God. Oh. Um, I knew in my heart and my gut that I didn't want to be a parent, but after we separated, it was really hard for me to visualize what my life would look like. I could see what my life would look like if he had stayed. Uh, if we'd stayed together, uh, I would be with him and we'd have a house and a baby and a family and great in-laws with a white picket fence, the whole thing. Um, because, um, because we are never shown examples in media or pop culture about what it looks like to be a woman who doesn't have children. I had no idea what my life would look like if mm. I didn't go down this path and that everyone expected me to go down. It felt really lonely and strange. I mean, these are all, yeah, these are, there's that Pew Research of 44% again. Um, so just to answer that person's question, yeah, that's why it's important for people to state that they are child-free. Of course, the yeah. response a lot of people get is, it's like, why do you need to make that your personality or your whatever? Well, you've heard it before, Lenore. Like, it's like, you know, is, it, is that who all you are as a child-free person? It's like, no, but it's important for people to understand that I am a child-free person to mm -hmm. know that, this is what's on the other side of the fence. So because yeah. all we do hear about is, uh, you know, the status mm -hmm. quo of go forth and be fruitful. So and, and I find and I had a comment today on Instagram. Again, it was a very busy day on Instagram. Uh, someone saying, well, if you're going to really make this about choice, you should highlight, you know, that people can choose motherhood. I'm like, uh, that is everywhere already. <laughs> Like that's that's society. I, society exactly. Has well, I, I threw in I threw the word pronatalism in there as well and said, look, you got Mother's Day, you got Father's Day. I said it's socially acceptable. People with kids are accepted socially more so than people without kids. So, right. um, but I also did plug child for convention that we will be having a parent ally panel this year. So. That's right. <laughs> Okay, you're Stay frozen. Tuned. Oh, you are moving. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I, I don't okay. blink a lot. Uh, so. <laughs>
<laughs> no, you. Um, were, I could hear you speak, but your mouth wasn't moving, so I knew you were actually frozen that time. Well, then let's wrap this up. Lenora, how can people find us? Okay, so if you want to email us for any reason, our email is childfreemedia at gmail.com. You can go to our website and sign up for the weekly newsletter at childfreemedia.com, which uh, has all the updated podcast episodes, weekly podcast episodes from a variety of content creators, as well as events, news, child-free convention news, all that good stuff, and International Child Free Day, which we now helm. Uh, you can find us on... <laughs> Where can you find us? On Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram, at Child Free Media. Uh, but I would really recommend you subscribing to and reading the Child Free Media newsletter because it's got so much really so much cool stuff and all of mm -hmm. the updates and events. And if you have some, by the way, if you have something you want to promote, if you've written a child free blog or an article, or if you are a podcaster and want us to promote for free, absolutely. You can um, send us your info and we will get in touch. Ooh, I have some, an email. <laughs> we got one of those responses. I have not replied. Right. I got to do that. Um, yeah. So those, those are the ways you can keep in touch with or get in touch with us. Find us. All right. Yes. Well, with that being said, that wraps up this episode of Twick. Everyone in the audience, thanks for joining us. Lenora, thanks yes. for hosting with me. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.